Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me today, as always, is my friend and the professional NHL better, known on gambling Twitter as uh, So Money Sports. And So Money, we always like to start the show off with an underdog. Usually, it's a team near and dear to our hearts, the Ottawa Senators. I actually have my Patrick Laleem jersey right next to me for good luck. Um, but today, we can't pick the Senators because they're not playing tomorrow. So instead, we're picking another team. This team is much closer to your heart than mine. But they are a, uh, a good price tomorrow. Uh, that's Thursday, February 24th. So tell the folks our favorite underdog. I'm excited about this because uh, it doesn't usually line up this way where where I can bet on the Canucks and uh, talk about them on the podcast as well. So I do urge everyone to tune into this game, not just because the Canucks are playing, but they'll be wearing their classic black skate jerseys, which is the greatest jersey of all time. So whenever they wear those jerseys, we should be betting on them just on that basis alone. But I've got more reasons. Now, I'm not making a habit of betting against the Flames this season, but with the Flames on their winning streak, we are getting a little bit inflated here. Um, their game against the Canucks on January 29th, that was a one nothing coin flip, even though the surface stats, they did favor the Flames. Now, during this streak, they were fortunate to win a coin flip game against the Jets. They beat Seattle. Anaheim, Columbus, Islanders, Arizona. So you see where I'm going with this, right? Um, a Dallas team that blew a 3-1 lead with five minutes left, a shorthanded Vegas team on a back-to-back, and a Leafs team with um, goaltending issues right now, which I'm sure we're going to talk about later. In saying all this, I'm not taking anything away from the Flames. As I always say, you can only beat the teams that you're scheduled to play. But just like any long winning streak, there are there is a ton of luck and a lot of breaks involved. So this is a numbers play for me here. Um, I like the Canucks at anything plus 135 or better. And um, we should be able to um, get that number pretty easily at some point tomorrow. Yeah, Calgary right now uh, sitting at minus 170. Canucks coming back plus 150. The over-under for this one is set at six. Like you said, Flames, 10-game winning streak uh, with a 42 to 15 goals for to goals against ratio. That's Unreal. Unbelievable stuff. Um, we, we talked about the Flames uh, a lot in the beginning of the show because when we started this podcast, uh, we kind of were catching them at a sell-high moment, I would say, as they were kind of coming down. And then they rocketed back up to that early season form and have stayed there. Uh, these are two of the best five-on-five defenses playing as well. Canucks are number one in five-on-five goals against, and the Flames are uh, number two. A lot of that goes down to good goaltending. Both teams have great starting goaltenders, but uh, good process and defense as well. And I'm with you. I think uh, you're get you're seeing a really good number here on the Canucks because of their opponent, the Flames. You're not going to get a, a good price on a team on a 10-game winning streak, especially uh, with that kind of goal differential in that span. And yeah, the Canucks jerseys, those those black jerseys with the skate, they are gorgeous. And the Flames, uh, like that, since they've reverted back to their, uh, I guess, original jerseys, the Lanny McDonald jerseys, 
Uh, those are gorgeous too, those, especially the white ones. So uh, it's going to be a very aesthetically pleasing uh, matchup for Jersey nerds on Thursday evening. And hopefully the Canucks cash for us at a, at a good price and cash for you uh, in terms of your fandom as well. All right. Uh, the rest of the board, there are some other interesting games. We'll get to obviously touch on every game for Thursday night and also give out our best bets at the very end. Uh, the first game that we'll talk about isn't one of the ones that I would consider uh, a headliner, but the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, they do deserve some of our attention here. They're plus 285 on the road, traveling to Florida, take on the Panthers, who are minus 370. The over-under here, six and a half. Columbus is eight and two in their last 10 games with 46 goals for and 38 against. Uh, that's high event hockey, if I've ever seen it. 4.6 goals on average uh, for, 3.8 against. Uh, you're not going to win many games giving up nearly four goals a game, but somehow they've won eight out of 10. But the Panthers are just a nightmare matchup for the Blue Jackets, who we've talked about. Terrible defense, bad goaltending, although J.F. Berube, since in his two games, has been pretty good. Uh, but two games against the Panthers, a 9-2 loss and an 8-4 loss. So that's 17-6 on aggregate. And uh, these are also two of the three best over teams in the NHL, both at home and on the road. Uh, so we probably will see some goals here, and most of them will be for the Panthers, which is going to keep me off uh, aside, but could be an interesting total play. Yeah, so we're we're definitely hitting a seven here on the total, and it's going to be a race to uh, pocket whatever decent six and a half that you can get in the morning. Um, this is pretty straightforward. You just talked about the Blue Jackets, um, and we and we've been talking about their overs the last couple of podcasts here. They score a lot, they give up a lot, regardless of the goaltending. Uh, for the Panthers, I did talk about their defensive game a bit. And I'm not completely off that, but in a matchup against the Blue Jackets here, I think that I need to put that in the back burner a bit, even though against Nashville, um, they gave up six goals, but I didn't see much of a difference in their defensive game. I'm willing to chalk that up to an off game from uh, Bobrovsky before I look deeper into adjusting um, any any defensive numbers I have for them. For this reason, um, we could actually see him getting a night off. And the possibility of a Jonas Johansson start. So I, I I will say, if we do get a Johansson start, forget everything I'm saying about the Panthers' defense. <laughs> just go pick off any six and a half that you can. Yeah, and honestly, if, if we do see Jonas Johansson in goal, I don't mind to play on the Blue Jackets at all. Uh, we saw him with the Avalanche, yeah. and every time he started with them, I was betting against them no matter what the number was, and, and it paid off. He's just... He's as leaky as they come in goal. Um, and it's really funny to me that teams keep picking him up. Uh, or yeah. it's it's a very – goaltending is just so strange in, in so many different ways, including the way that teams evaluate it um, because I wouldn't go near him. The funniest story about him is that um, there's a Sabres beat writer who's been on the beat for like a like – like a very long time. And he has this tweet out that like I that I have it saved and I and I, I laugh at it almost it. Yep. Al- almost every other day where he basically says, like this is a team beat writer who says that that uh Jonas Johansson is the worst goaltender he's ever seen. Like I'm paraphrasing, but like even in practice, he can't stop anything in practice either. So I love that tweet. I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna retweet it again. <laughs> yeah, I remember I think it's a John Vogel. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah, because I went with the avalanche picked him up at uh <laughs> oh man yeah Jonas Johansson if he's starting uh like you said overs and maybe a little sprinkle on the jackets uh as horrifying as that sound although like I said they're uh punching above their weight right now we'll see a lot of goals likely in Blue Jackets and Panthers but for Rangers games uh that hasn't been the case they're actually the best under team in the NHL right now the under 32 17 and 1 
by Action Network's numbers in Ranger games this season. They're taking on the Washington Capitals at home at MSG. The Caps are plus 105 slight underdogs. Rangers minus 125. The over-under here is six. The Capitals have, we've talked about it. They've been average since the uh, since the NHL came back on December 27th. They're 10-9-2 in those 21 games, a minus one goal differential and a 48.8% expected goals rate. And this is also the first game in a week for the Caps. It gives me a little bit of pause. I actually would be leaning towards Washington and I'm hoping to get a better number maybe tomorrow. Uh, but there are some things here that are concerning for Washington and it's not fun to bet against Igor Shesterkin as much as the Rangers statistical profile is telling you to bet against this team. And that at some point the shoe will drop on them. Uh, Shesterkin is uh, the kryptonite to that. So it's likely a pass for me. What about you? The caps are starting to get healthy. It seems like uh, Oshi Schultz and Vanacek will all be on the trip with the team to New York. Um, still, I would expect uh, Samsonov to get the start since they probably want to get Vanacek some some more practice time. For that reason, um, I'll probably pass. Um, I don't want to have any money on Samsonov in his current form right now. Um, if we do get a surprise with Vanacek and Ned, and if Oshi is back, I would look towards the Caps as well as a as a road dog. But I will need to have a little bit of a better number for me to. Um, for me to bet against uh, Igor the man. Yeah, he's killing me. Both as, a, <laughs> as an Islander fan and as a better this season. He's amazing. He's just taken, taking my soul. And it's just so frustrating because that's exactly what Henrik Lundqvist did for a decade plus. <laughs> and now here he is. All right. Uh, the Devils will stay in the Metro with the Devils and Penguins. Um, the Devils are, as you'd expect, big underdogs. They're plus 260 traveling to Pittsburgh, who are minus 330. The over-under here is six and a half. Good news for New Jersey. Dougie Hamilton looks like he will be back. Bad news for New Jersey. They're giving up nearly four goals per 60 minutes at five on five, not just overall, but at five on five over their last 20 games. A lot of that is poor goaltending. Their defensive numbers aren't great, but uh, they're not that bad. And uh, the Devils will also be on the first leg of a back-to-back here. Not that it really matters with their goaltending situation because everyone's been poor for them, uh, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, Nothing for me here. Price is way too rich on Pittsburgh and the Devils aren't the type of underdog I really want to get involved with because of their propensity to give up goals. So I'll pass here. I do want to look at the over here, but I do have a couple of things that are giving me pause. So uh, the Penguins, they were lucky to lose by one to the Hurricanes. That was a flattering final score. Um, Actually, in in fact, they they haven't played well for a few games, which is probably attributed to their heavy schedule. Um, Obviously, against the Devils, they don't really have to be on top of their game to win. But I do expect a better defensive effort from this team um, with the couple of days that they got off and they got some practice time in. You mentioned Doug Hamilton back. It does give them an offensive boost. But uh, like you mentioned, it doesn't help their goaltending. So we'll probably see John Gillies here, which which I do want to bet the over on him. But um, I think that we'll have to keep an eye on the total in the morning. So right now I've got nothing with the possibility of a play on the over. The Dallas Stars are playing on Wednesday night. Jake Ottinger is uh, confirmed to start that one. So we probably will see Braden Holtby as the Stars travel to Nashville. Dallas is plus 130. The Preds coming back minus 150 at the moment. And the over-under here is set at five and a half. I think it's these are two funny teams because the Stars, nobody can figure out. It's not just us, not just betters. But if even if you listen to mainstream hockey media, if you listen to Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman talk on the radio or on 32 Thoughts, they talk about it as well. The stars are just incredibly tough to figure out. Whereas the predators are kind of the opposite. I feel like we have a pretty good idea of what this team is and is all about. 
they're built from the back to the front with Saros and goal, strong defense with a good system. And then the offense that won't really scare you out of the rink. That being said, uh, Dallas is in better form that loss at Arizona notwithstanding. They're nine and four with a plus seven goal differential over their last 13 games. Their underlying metrics kind of bear that out a little bit above uh, 51% in terms of expected goals. Uh, meanwhile, Nashville, they just snapped a four game losing streak with a win over the uh, Panthers in a, in a wild game with David Riddick of all people in goal. And this is a huge game. Uh, this is as close to a playoff game as you can get at this time of year. The stars are six points behind the Preds in the playoff race. Like I said, they are playing on uh, Wednesday night as well. So that could change by the time you listen to this in the morning. Uh, so a one-off playoff game here. I actually think Dallas, a, even a plus 130 is worth a shot. I'm expecting this number to go up on the stars uh, before we get to puck drop tomorrow. So you might be able to wait it out, but it's Dallas or nothing for me here, even with Holtby, Saros in goal. That's not a great goal setting matchup, but um, I do still think there's some value backing the stars team as we go on. Anything for you with Dallas and Nashville? For now, I'll pass. Um, we need to see, like you said, how the matchup against the uh, Jets goes for the Stars on Wednesday night, uh, which should be a, a pretty tough, tough matchup for them. Um, Bonus has said that um, Ottinger going back to back is a possibility. If that happens, then then I would be more inclined to uh, bet the Stars. If Holtby is in net, um, I would be looking at the Preds, but I don't think that we'll get that number. So for now, I'm passing. This is one of those games where we just have to see where where the market is in the morning. Yeah, it does uh, you know, beg reminding that we like to set the slate up as best we can with the information we have. But in the NHL, information is A, hard to come by because of the way coaches are uh, coy these days and be uh, incredibly important and can change everything uh, if this goalie comes in or that goalie comes out. So definitely keep an eye on our action app profiles and so many's Twitter feed to see where we end up. And on that note, we'll move to Boston and Seattle. The Bruins minus 230, the Kraken plus 185. The over-under here is six. I'm expecting that number, the total, to come down because uh, the Kraken can't score. The Bruins are terrific defense. I think we saw, I don't know where it closed, but for a while I saw five next to the Kraken and Islanders total. Uh, that went over as the Islanders won 5-2. Uh, but to me, like you're getting a better version of what the Islanders are uh, and the Bruins, good defense. Jeremy Swayman has been terrific in goal uh, since he's come back from the AHL. And if he starts, that gives them a significant edge in the pipes over, you know, either Philip Grubauer or Chris Streger at this point. Um, so I think this price is warranted on Boston. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but at the current price, nothing for me. And uh, Brad Marchand is back for the Bruins after his suspension. So uh, it'll be fun to see how, how his behavior is changed as we get down the stretch here. I bet it doesn't change. <laughs> Um, I, I have been playing uh, Bruins unders here, and we've talked about it extensively. Um, I do think with Marshan back, um, it does obviously give a boost to their offense. Cracking goaltending doesn't matter. Uh, whoever's in net, I don't think that. I think unders are off the table um, on Seattle games for the time being. Uh, the only angle I can see here is that I expect Swayman to start, but if we do see a surprise uh, Allmark start, I would be looking at the over. Other than that, um, I can't see myself getting getting involved in this at the current numbers. All right, before we get to our top shelf bets, where we give out our favorite bets for the slate, we'll close it out with the New York Islanders, who at the moment are minus 120, traveling to San Jose. Uh, they're even money. Underdogs at home. The over-under here is five and a half. The Islanders, uh, they were impressive against the Kraken. Impressive enough, they get out to a 
a four nothing lead uh, and then kind of just saw the game out. Uh, Ilyas Rokin, pretty encouraging second half of that game for him, kind of saving off a surge from the Kraken. So that was good. One to keep in your back pocket. Hopefully he's rounding back into form. Uh, but I'm expecting Simeon Varlamov to get the start. He's back out of COVID protocol. He practiced with the team regularly. And I think that uh, Sorokin needs a break here. He's played a ton of hockey over the past two weeks. So I'm expecting Varlamov to get denied. And if this number stays at minus 120, unfortunately, I'd have to bet the Islanders. I don't want to do it, uh, but I don't expect it to. I, I'm assuming we'll see kind of like we saw with the, the game against the Kraken. The Islanders take some money here as they are better than their their record shows. Their underlying metrics haven't been terrible over this inconsistent stretch, but they're just such a hard team to trust because of the way that they've played all season. They've proven time and again that once they start to show a little bit of their old form, their old selves, they uh, revert back to the 2021-2022 Islanders who are not good. So uh, it could be a pass, but if it stays in this range, it will be Islanders for me. What about you? I'm in the same boat as you. I, I really don't want to bet the Islanders. Um, I don't want to lay like this on the on the road with them. Um, but if we do get Varlamov and the price dips a bit, I, I may have no choice. Uh, but for now, um, I think that I do agree with you. I'll be passing at this point. All right, and now we'll move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, February 24th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I'll go first. A really interesting matchup in Toronto with the Minnesota Wild. They're plus 135, traveling to the six to take on the Leafs, who are minus 155 favorites. The over-under here is six and a half. I don't mind betting against the Leafs even at this number. I mean, obviously, the value is, is starting to come down on them because of a dip in form lately. But their goaltending in their defense is a mess. And with Jake Muzzin out working in Ilya Lubushkin, I don't really expect that to get much better, especially the defensive side immediately, right? It's going to take some time to work Lubushkin into the into the fold. And with Campbell and Peter Mrazek both out of form, I think now is as good a time as any to bet against the Leafs. And you're getting a good number with a good team in the wild to do so even on the road. Uh, Minnesota has been much better offensively than I think we expected going into the season. And the Leafs, like the defense has just been so bad. 3.37 goals per 60 minutes at five and five over the last 12 games. And with that goaltending, Behind them, you don't expect that to be much better. It, it is both. It isn't just the goaltending too, right? The goaltending has struggled, but it is defense does deserve some pretty heavy blame for the way things have been going for Toronto lately. So I'll take Minnesota here, a team that I trust. Uh, I still trust their structure. They're sixth overall in expected goals against at five on five. Their goaltending is what it is as well. But at this number, I think it's wild or nothing. And I really like uh, going against Toronto and their current form right now. I agree with you here. I think that it's wild or nothing. Um, I, I've been on record here stating that um, I'm not concerned about the Leafs long-term, but their goaltending in the short-term, um, it's it's obviously become a concern now. According to my internal numbers, their team defense hasn't been that bad, even though they've been giving up goals. Obviously, Muzzin out does hurt on that front, though. Um, for the Wild, um, Kakinen has been confirmed. So there's an immediate goaltending edge there at their current form. They do have some injury concerns. Uh, Dumba has already been ruled out, and we're waiting on the status of Zuccarello. I would want him to be in the lineup for me to play the Wild. So I do need some more clarity there. And of course, if we do get a Morazic start for whatever reason, then the Wild would be a play even without Zuccarello being confirmed. All right, and uh, I'll let you wrap up the show with the same way we started it. 
tell the people a little bit more about your beloved Canucks. Yeah, so I basically just have one more thing to add. Best bet is the Canucks. Underdog is the Canucks. And watch their game and let's all marvel at those beautiful jerseys. Yeah, uh, as, and as we said off the top, the Flames, This is they've won 10 in a row. This is a time to sell high. They're minus 170 on the road against a stingy, stingy Canucks defense. So we'll be on the Canucks tomorrow. And uh, we'll all be wearing our black you know, skate jerseys as well. And on that note, we'll wrap up the show. It's been another wonderful episode of Line Change for So Many Sports. I'm Michael Lebuff. We'll see you on Tuesday morning. And we wish you the best of luck with all your bets on Thursday, February 24th.